Welcome to Soul Talk, soulful conversations exploring who you are, why you're here, and how to live your most authentic life. My name is Coop Blackson, nationally best-selling author of You Are The One, transformational teacher, and your host. I invite you to subscribe to the Soul Talk podcast for weekly inspiration from me, where I will share with you some powerful ideas, thoughts, and practical life wisdom to help you live life more fully, freeing yourself from your past, reclaiming your power, and living your true life's purpose. You can also go to www.coopblackson.com, enter your name and email to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment. Let's get started with Soul Talk. Today's episode is about the lessons that I learned from my father. My father passed away November the 13th, 2022. I've had the opportunity to reflect on his life, his legacy, his lessons and my relationship with him the last few weeks. And I'm going to share with you some of the key insights I've learned from my father. So get ready for a powerful episode, folks. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to let you know I am doing my final year of Boundless Bliss Bali Journeys. Some of you know about my Boundless Bliss Bali journeys that I've been facilitating for the last 10 years, 2023. I'm doing my final events. The next event will be July the 28th. If you've ever wanted to go to Bali with me, if you feel a calling to impact humanity in some way, if you feel ready to heal and transform, if you feel ready to let go of your past conditioning, connect with your authentic self and give your gifts to the world, join me and some amazing human beings from around the world on a truly life-changing journey. You can find out more details at www.boundlessblissbali.com. That's boundlessblissbali.com. You can apply there. Folks, today's episode is a special one. I'm going to be sharing with you some thoughts, some lessons that I learned from my father. Those of you that have read my books, those of you that know my work, those of you that have listened to my podcast, those of you that have listened to my story, my videos, my, read my blogs, maybe you know a little bit of my journey, you know the impact that my father has had on my life and my work. My father has been a pivotal player, a pivotal human in my evolution in some way, but also the unfolding of my work directly and indirectly. November the 13th, my father passed away. I received a phone call from Ghana, West Africa, where I was born, where he was from, notifying me that my father was no longer. To be honest, I have been long expecting this phone call. To be honest, I'm surprised he made it this long. 
ever since my mother passed away in 2017. I wondered why my father was persevering, why he was still around. And so when I finally received this phone call, it was no surprise. I've been preparing myself for this moment for the last three and a half, four years. It's never easy losing someone you love. For those of you that have lost a loved one, a father, a parent, a spouse, a child. It's never easy. This is why many years ago, when my mother passed away, I was actually surprised that she passed away before my father. She was around 10 years younger. When I was grieving my mother's death, in my meditation, I remember communicating with my mother and I asked her, Mom, why did you go first? And it was amazing. It was as though I heard her soul speaking to me. I heard my mother's soul telling me, son, the reason I passed away first was to remove myself and to give you the opportunity to deepen to give you the opportunity to heal, to give you the opportunity to transform your relationship with your father and resolve any karma. In that moment, I knew what I had to do. In that moment, I knew what my role was in the relationship and connection with my father. You see, for most of my life, my father and I, we were not close. For the first 18 years of my life, my father and I, we barely spoke. He was gone a lot. There were many challenges. Some of you that know my story know that my father was a great man. He built 300 churches in Ghana, West Africa, hundreds of thousands of followers, if not into the millions. He was the spiritual teacher, healer to presidents and kings. He had a huge church in London, 5,000 people. I began speaking in my father's churches when I was age eight. When I was 14, I was ordained as a minister, given a mandate by my father to take over his spiritual organization. When I was 18, I left everything behind. I knew that this was not my path. It was challenging. And my father and I did not speak for two years. My father and I, our relationship was always challenged, often estranged, for the longest time. Many, many years ago, in my early 20s, I forgave my father. I began to heal my relationship with my father, began to make amends with my father, and we began to find a much more harmonious relationship. But my father and I, we were still never buddy-buddy, you know, super close, talking all the time. I loved him. I no longer carried pain or resentment or anger towards him, but it wasn't like we were close. My mother and I, we were so close. She was my dearest friend, my biggest supporter. And so when my 
mother passed away, I understood what her soul was telling me. And I made a decision in that moment when she died to make sure that I would fulfill the reason. I would fulfill the karma and do everything I could to heal with my father on every level. Partly also as a way to free my generations. See, folks, from that moment, I made a decision that I would actually call, this is about five years ago, that I would call my father every day. I would call my father every day for the rest of his life without fail, that I would take on the duty and the privilege of being an amazing son, that I would love my father every day in such a way that he had never known so that whenever he died, he would know that he was profoundly loved, regardless of how he showed up. I stopped expecting my father to be a certain way. I stopped expecting my father to change. And I decided that it didn't matter how he was being or how he wasn't being. What he said or what he didn't say. What mattered was I loved him. What mattered was the loving. And if the loving was what was mattering, if the loving was what mattered, then it didn't matter how, how he showed up or how he didn't show up. What mattered was how I showed up. And so that at the end of his life, I made a decision that I would be at peace with my father. And no matter what happened, I would be at peace in my heart. Knowing that I showed up, I gave my all, I did my part. And so five years ago began a spiritual journey for me in loving my father. Because my father was never really there for me. And I know many of you have similar stories. Many of you have more challenging stories. Maybe your fathers were abusive. Maybe your fathers were intentionally malicious. Maybe your fathers were hurtful, traumatizing in some way. Maybe they were completely abandoning in some way. I know we all have our stories around our fathers. We all have our reasons around our fathers. Some of which are valid. But I really believe that freedom and getting closure, being complete with another person, being complete with your parent, being complete with your father in this instance has nothing to do with the other person. Closure and being complete is an inner experience. What I saw is if you wait for another person to make amends, if you wait for another person to apologize, if you wait for another person to say, I'm sorry, if you wait for another person to show up a certain way that you would like them to show up, if you wait for another person to give you what they didn't give you that you still want to receive from them that connection, that energy, you may be waiting a long time. You are putting your freedom on hold. And I decided to stop waiting. That true freedom and true completion is not about the other person. The true freedom and completion is in your relationship with the other person within yourself. In this instance, my relationship with my father within myself. And so if you're waiting for someone, stop waiting. Nothing and no one is worth your freedom. Nothing and no one is worth your peace. 
in that moment, I made a choice. That choice was to love my father as a devotion. That choice many years ago was to love my father as a yoga, as a spiritual practice. That choice changed my life. That choice transformed me. And I began to call my father every day. I began to check in with him every day. I stopped expecting from him what he was actually unable to give me. What I realized was there were many, 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 many things that he didn't give me growing up. And I had every reason to be righteous about it. I was right about it, but it wasn't bringing us closer. It wasn't bringing me or him peace. It wasn't serving anything. I just decided to love. And I decided that the loving was all that mattered. So I began loving him. And I decided if I love him, then that's what matters. Then what matters is that I love him. And so let me love him. And I began calling him every day, checking in with him. And in that dropping of all expectations of him, because I realized he's doing the best he can based on his upbringing, his conditioning. I realized that I stopped expecting him to give me what he couldn't give me. And I just opened to receiving whatever he was able to give me. It was a surrender that transformed the relationship. And I, as I started calling him every day, dad, how are you? Dad, how are you feeling? Dad, what are you doing? Dad, are you, are you, are you uh, taking your protein powder? Dad, are you okay? Without any expe- expectation that we were going to have a be- better conversation, a different conversation, without any expectation that he was going to call me. Prior to that, I'd always said, look, hey, it takes two to tango in a relationship. He should call me too. I just dropped everything and focused on the loving. Folks, if there's someone in your life, if you have a parent in your life, you might be right about how wrong they were. But what I found is none of it's really worth it. And so as I just started to love my father daily, 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 every day without fail, no matter whether I was traveling for work, no matter if I was doing my boundless bliss Bali journeys, no matter if I was teaching my coach apprentices, no matter when, I would call my father every day. I think at first he wasn't used to it, but eventually his heart started to melt. Eventually, he began to respect me. Eventually, he began to deeply appreciate it. Eventually, he let the loving into his heart. Eventually, his heart transformed because he realized that I, in fact, had every reason to not love him, but I still was loving him. And in that loving, I was extending grace, and that grace was healing. That grace was transformative. That grace was redemptive. So folks, if your parents weren't what you wanted them to be, my invitation is forgive them. Trust that on a soul level, you had the perfect parents for you. You had the perfect parents for you. That even the ways that they conditioned you and the impact that they had on you, as challenging as it was, as difficult as it was, as wrong as it may have been, was a part of your soul's journey. We're not condoning what they did or they didn't do. We're not making excuses for what they did or they didn't do. 
but consider that you had the perfect parents for your parents for your soul's evolution. And that those parents have propelled you, forced you, challenged you, invited you to heal, to find yourself, to heal yourself, to transform yourself. And you, you can be the one. Yes, you can be the one that heals your generation. You can be the one that repairs the errors of your fathers and your mothers. You can be the one that shifts the karma of, of your generations to come. So as I decided to just love my father, our relationship transformed, our bond transformed slowly, slowly, one day at a time. It went from profound distance to profound closeness to profound love. And I remember reaching a point a few years ago of just loving my father, feeling such a love in my heart for my father's soul, for no real reason, just for his soul. That's when I knew. That's when I knew that the mission was being fulfilled. Folks, if there's people in your life, a parent in your life that you love, love them while they're alive. Give them roses while they're alive. Drop those grudges. Make sure that when they die, you have no regrets. Forgive them while they're alive. Extend that grace to them. Because many of them grew up in a different generation. Many of them didn't have the access to the tools and the knowledge that we have today. And they were doing the best that they knew how to do based on their level of conditioning, their level of consciousness in that particular time. They didn't have the capacity to do more. I think when we're able to honor our parents for who they were, for who they weren't, just to acknowledge and honor our parents for giving us life, they gave us the gift of life. That in and of itself is beautiful. When we're able to truly just live in the gratitude, acknowledge the gratitude, acknowledge their souls for just even that gift, something starts transforming. When my father died, what was very clear to me was the connection between us was beyond physical. My connection with my father was to his soul because Lord knows his personality was interesting and challenging and difficult. My connection with my father was his soul. That real relationship with him was his soul. And even when his body died, there was moments of grief. But when his body died, I realized that his, the real connection, the real loving, remained ever present. The physical dropped away, but the energy continued. The physical dropped away, but our connection was untouched. The body dropped away, but our real relationship, the real relationship with him was always there. See, every death is actually 
a new birth. And I saw that he was, he perhaps had completed his mission in this lifetime. And the body was dissolving and dying, but he was being birthed into a new dimension, a new cycle of his evolution. And in fact, every birth is also a new death. This is the cycle of life. We have to be willing to embrace the natural cycle of life, birth, death, birth, creation, destruction. It's the cycle of life. All things are impermanent. Even when a child is born from the mother's womb, the child has to die to the old version of itself in order to be born into the new life. It's all perspective. And when the child is born, it has to die. And it has to die in order to be born. And even in that new birth moment, there is such celebration on, on behalf of the parents that there is new life. And yet the child had to die to who it was. So when we can start seeing ourselves, not just as physical bodies, but that we are souls. We are souls. We incarnate into this human experience in order to grow, learn, and evolve. And I believe and also offer for your consideration that when we learn what we need to learn in this 3D human experience, when we learn what we need to learn and we complete what we need to complete, then consider that our mission is done and we graduate. So I really see that in death is not the end, it's just a graduation. A graduation and a completion and a fulfillment of a mission. And so if you're dealing with the death of a loved one, know that their body may not be, but their spirit lives on. Their body may not be, but their memory and their, the real relationship continues inside of you. The form may have changed, but the loving can always continue. And their spirit and their legacy and their consciousness lives inside of you, in your memory, in your heart, in your spirit, in how you live your life. One of the secrets of my father that I see, in fact, maybe it was his key secret, was he was a man of prayer. My father was a great man. Some of you may have read my story from You Are The One or The Magic of Surrender. My first memories as a young boy was seeing a crippled woman crawling on the floor. She picked up the sand that my father walked on. I was about age six or seven. She picked up the sand that my father walked on, wiped it on her face and stood up. A miracle. My father would, people would bring sick people to my father and some people were in wheelchairs and he would look at them in a wheelchair and say, why are you in this wheelchair? You're not sick, stand up. And they would look at my father and they would say, but, but I haven't walked in five years. And he would say, do you believe? And they would say, I believe. And he would say, if you believed, why the hell are you in this wheelchair? Stand up. My father's faith was so strong. My father's faith was unwavering. And I believe that his faith was cultivated through prayer. He was a man of prayer. In all things, my father always prayed. 
Before he did anything, my father always prayed. Before he did anything, my father went to God. Before he did anything, my father connected to his soul. Before he did anything, my father always connected to the source of existence. He always turned his attention beyond the situation, beyond the circumstance. And in all things, he put God first. I think this was one of his secrets. He would say to me, a quote from the Bible, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all things will be added unto you. Many times we chase life, we chase success, we chase stuff outside. But he was always reminding me, don't chase things outside, son. Connect to your soul. Connect to God. Connect to truth. Remember that in prayer, the source of life, the source of existence, is divine. And so in all things, he was always praying first. Before he acted, he prayed. Before he planned, he prayed. Before he went into doing something, he prayed. And I believe that in his prayer was his protection. In his prayer, he received guidance. And in his prayer... He was able to cultivate faith. Another thing I remember from my father was he always walked in such extreme faith. He never waited until things happened. He never waited until manifestation happened. He never waited until the thing happened. He never waited until the result happened. He always prayed. Then he acted on his prayer. He acted in faith, extreme faith. When he acted and he leaped, that was his affirmation of his trust in God, his affirmation of his trust in the universe, his affirmation of his trust in life and existence. And as a result, miracles happened around him. They called my father the miracle man. He was the miracle man of Africa. I was privileged to have seen many, 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 many miracles around my father. The point where I grew up thinking that these miracles were just normal. These miracles were ordinary. Miracles were part of life. And so regardless of what you're going through, know that your soul is bigger than your situation. And there is a power inside of you that is bigger than your situation. And you wouldn't be going through the situation if the power inside of you couldn't handle it. The other thing I always remember from my father is he would say to me, no matter what was happening, no matter what was going on, no matter what difficulty, no matter what challenge, he would say to me, all things are always working together for your good. Life is always working together for your good. The supreme intelligence knows exactly what it's doing, son. The same intelligence that brought you into existence, the same intelligence that is breathing you, the same intelligence that births you, it knows exactly what to do with your life, even in the midst of the challenge. 
it knows what to do. My father had supreme faith in life, supreme faith in the divine. My father was always so, also always reminding me that we are one with God, that there is no separation, that God is a manifestation of all existence, that all existence is a manifestation of God, that the only thing that there is is God, divine presence everywhere, and everything and everyone is a manifestation of God, that there is nothing that is not the divine, there's nothing that is not sacred, there's nothing that is not an expression of the infinite presence. And so he would always tell me from a very young age, wherever you are is sacred. Wherever you are is holy. Wherever you are is divine. My father was such an interesting character, folks. I saw so many miracles around him that one time when I was in my early 20s and we began speaking, we began to develop a bit of a relationship together. I finally asked him, because there were all of these different modalities of healing, Reiki and this healing and that healing modality and this certification. I, I said to him, Dad, I, I grew up seeing so many miracles around you. What's the secret to your healing? What's the secret to the miracles that you perform? Can you tell me? And he told me his secret. My father said, I don't perform these miracles. These miracles have nothing to do with me. I said, but how do they happen? My father said, I don't know how they happen. I'm not the doer. All I do is I get myself out of the way. And I just get myself out of the way. And when I'm with somebody, I don't see sickness. I don't see the situation. I don't see the circumstance. All I choose to see is the true reality and the magnificence and the soul of a human being. And I see their divine essence. And because I see their divine essence, I call that divine essence forward. And I trust whatever happens from there but I don't see sick people. I don't see ill people. I don't see dis-ease. I see the divine inside of a person and I get myself out of the way. And it's God that does the work. It's God that does the miracles. The miracles have nothing to do with me. I have never performed a miracle in my life. And when I sat with that, interestingly enough, I thought it was very true and humble explanation that reflected his real understanding that he was not the doer. I thought it was very powerful. One of the things my father also taught me from a very young age is, you know, we're talking before the secret, right? We're talking before the law of attraction. My father was telling me from age eight, age nine, your thoughts are powerful. Your thoughts become things. Your thoughts are creative. Your thoughts have creative potential to manifest existence. 
your thoughts, your feelings, your words. Create worlds. Choose them carefully. And so there are many things my father taught me, but much of what he taught me was not in what he said. Much of what he taught me is just in how he lived, the embodiment of his extreme trust in life, the embodiment of his intense surrender and faith in the universe. And in his unattachment, if that's a word, to stuff and things. And so, as I reflect on my father today and share with you, my friends, about my father's passing, today, my heart is full of celebration, gratitude that my path, my soul's journey got to cross with his soul. And as you reflect on those in your life that you love, as you reflect on family that you love, especially those that may be challenging. On the human level, it can be very challenging. It can be very difficult. On the human level, there might be those that you hate or those that you might be mad at. Those that you may no longer speak to. And now let's clarify when I say forgive and love and focus on the loving, that doesn't mean if there are, if you have parents that are abusive and traumatizing and hurtful that you hang out with them, that you spend time with them. You might have to remove yourself, but that doesn't mean you can't love their soul. That doesn't mean you can't bless their soul. That doesn't mean you can't see their soul. Because I believe that we are all playing specific roles in each other's lives. We are all playing characters as actors in each other's life journey and life movie. And everybody in your life, especially your parents, they're playing the perfect role in your life, even though it may not seem that way right now. Because in any movie, there are heroes and there are seeming villains. But sometimes the villains are necessary instigator to force the hero to dig into himself, to find out who he truly is, to find out his true potential that he didn't even know he was capable of. And so consider that your parents are playing their perfect role. And when this life is done, when this existence is over, and we all go to the other side, wherever that is, whatever you believe. And perhaps we all meet on the other side, behind the veil of this reality. And when the curtain of the play of this life drops and we meet our parents there, you meet your mother or your father there and they take their costumes off. They take their masks off 
perhaps we will see that all of life, all of existence was being played by the one infinite consciousness, the one infinite spirit, God, the divine beingness, infinite intelligence, the life in all in life is really a manifestation of the infinite intelligence. The life is perhaps a one man, one woman show that is being played. And so that even our parents, as they play that perfect role in the play of our life, when the veil drops, life is over, we will all meet and embrace and thank each other for playing that perfect role, for teaching us to forgive, for teaching us self-esteem, for teaching us self-responsibility, for teaching us self-loving, for teaching us kindness, for teaching us compassion. So as you look at your parents and you see them in your life, whatever the relationship is with them now, ask yourself, what is the lesson that their souls are seeking to teach you? And why did you attract that soul? Why are you and this parent, this soul, their souls, why are you in each other's life? So folks, today, today's podcast episode is dedicated to my father. And today's podcast episode is dedicated to all of our parents. They gave us life. As adults, they owe us nothing. Let us bless them. Let us love them. And let us also remember that they are souls on a journey of their own evolution. And perhaps it's us as their children that get to be the ones that help them evolve, that help them heal and show them a better way. If you enjoyed today's episode, folks, share it with someone in your life that you love. Also, do me a favor. Make sure you subscribe, but also write a review on iTunes for me. How you feel about the Soul Talk podcast episode and as I mentioned, this year, 2023, is my final year of doing the Boundless Bliss Bali journeys. And so if you've been thinking about it, if you've been wanting to do it, join me July the 28th in Bali, www.boundlessblissbali.com. Much love. If you've enjoyed this episode of Soul Talk, please do share the podcast with all of your friends. Let everyone know and make sure you download Soul Talk today. I'm looking forward to next week where I'll get to share more inspiration with you. Meanwhile, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or social media. You can find out more about my work at www.cooplaxon.com. If you feel ready to take your life to the next level, join me at my exclusive event in Bali, www.boundlessblissbali.com, where you can find out more and apply 
Also, make sure to remember to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment at coopblackson.com. Sending you all big hugs and love now.